Road to dive you, le podcast des entrepreneurs agréés. Today's podcast is in English and is the first one in 2019. And I have the great, great, great pleasure to have my boy, Frank Oliver Vers. What's up, everybody? How's it going? How's it going, my boy? Very happy to be here. Very happy to have the chance to be on the Road to the IPO podcast. Yes. The TTS is humbled with this occasion. Wow. My God, I'm so really excited for this. And so for those who don't know you, Frankie, mm. can you introduce yourself? Sure. So I am a GMSB student at the base. Yeah. I am a supply chain management student with a minor in data intelligence. So I really like everything that revolves around data. Okay. But I also have a big, big passion in terms of philosophy, in terms of communication, and in terms of philosophy of mind specifically. So everything that relates to the mind and the ability to speak and disseminate information and create stuff and and communicate with others is really something that I flow towards okay. and you know that's apart from school and I decided to start the TTS okay. because I had this like really big ability to speak yeah. and I wanted to have conversations and the people around me at that time didn't want to have those okay. conversations so you, I was like you know what the entrepreneurial spirit is within my soul I can find new people that want to talk. I can find new people that want to be there with yeah. me. And I started the TTS. Cool. And now we're here. All right. So before we talk about your podcast, I want to talk about your time with RBC, one of the biggest bank in Canada, because you work there. Sure. Uh, explain to me how does, it, how does it, like when you work in a bank, what's the experience you get? So um, obviously working in a corporation can be, uh, of, there can be various experiences within that because they're, It's 65,000 plus employees, okay. right, obviously. But I started as a client advisor there. Yeah. So initially I had a friend of mine, she invited me to this event where there were multiple branch managers okay. and uh, there was a director of All Quebec. And uh, she did a little speech at the beginning. She was like, these are the values of RBC. This is what we look for in an employee. So as she was talking, I just took some notes and I took some notes about, okay, she wants to hear this, this, this. So I was like, all right, so I basically, regurgitated what she wanted to hear <laughs> in about three sentences okay. and I was hired about 30 minutes later. Wow. So that's the start of it. Then I got uh, my training at Place Ville Marie yeah. and uh, you know I'm an operations major so banking was never uh, something I thought about going into yeah. but uh, RBC is a great company. They're very involved, very sustainable company, yes. top 100 employers yes. in the world, right? Yeah. So I was like this is a very good opportunity for me to jump in the corporate world. So I was like, let's do it. Jump in as a client advisor, do my training at Place Ville-Marie, which is the main branch in Montreal. Yeah. And then I became a central teller uh, at the Van Horn and Victoria branch, okay. which is a fantastic experience. But then I realized that, you know, uh, you know when you have an entrepreneurial spirit that yes. drives you yeah. and you always have these ideas popping up, your brain is going at a thousand miles okay. an hour. And I got promoted twice in six months, yes. but then It, it felt so incremental. It felt too small, yeah. you know. It felt that I could make bounds and leaps uh, on my own. So I started the TTS and I was like, you know what? I would rather put all this energy that I'm putting yeah. into this, this company in my own project and make it happen on my own. So all respect to RBC. It's a fantastic yes. company. Uh, I met some fantastic people. Great experience. It gave me a basic understanding of financial skills as yeah. well. Okay. So I'm very grateful for that. But after that, I kind of started the TTS and I was like, let's move on, you cool. know. You have so much potential. And what is the biggest experience that you get from NBC? Because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of students that listen and watch to this podcast. Mm. And then maybe they want to go start their own business, but they, they are not sure. And maybe they should go 
get a job first, right. they try and try to get experience. So mm -hmm. what what was the biggest experience you get out of this? Right. Year? So I think that one very underrated experience is getting financial intelligence. Okay. So uh, financial intelligence, as uh, Robert Kiyosaki says in Rich Dad Poor Dad, he says that you know schools teach you how to be academically intelligent, yeah. but the financial intelligence on how to budget, on how uh, to know how to manage a credit card, on how to know how to pay your down payment, okay. all those things are not taught in school. Even in business school, yeah. the very they're, you're taught the very basics, but you know, pushing it, um, it really helped me have a global picture of what our, what RBC uh, employees and customers were worth millions yes. and what established them being worth millions. Yeah. These people are very um, aware of their financial resources and they know how to manage their money. Yes. And one of the things that really resonated with me is that they make their money work for them yeah. instead of working for their money. So they don't get paid an hourly wage. The mm -hmm. people that are really successful in business, they get passive income on the side. Yeah. They have five or six branches. Okay. They're in real estate. They're in stocks. They're in bonds. They have all these outlets that they have yeah. to their active on top of the projects that they that they do have, yeah, right? They don't put the same eggs in one basket. Exactly. Yes, right. You want to diversify. and But also, it's important to note that you want to jump into markets very slowly okay. because everybody wants to be a huge investor from day one, you know? Yeah. Everybody thinks that they're going to get a thousand, uh, $10,000 return okay. the first day that they start trading, but evidently that's not the way it works. So uh, I was really made aware of that by working at RBC. So that's the biggest thing that I retained from that is, uh, you know, money managing, um, how to ship money from one place to another, exchange rates, stuff like that, because we manage the whole vault. We manage uh, the money coming in, the money going out. So it was, there was a lot of counting involved. You had to be very precise about what you were doing. And uh, it was a great experience. Okay. So I appreciate that some students are almost done in school, like just mm -hmm. said, and they want to know, should they go get a job? or doing their businesses? Right, so I would say two things. I would say that in starting your business, there's no better way of starting your business than getting started. Getting started is the number one thing that's gonna advance your business because you're actually working on your vision. And I love to say that life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So by saying that, we see that, okay, I'm getting my business going, I have a vision, and now I'm putting it on paper. I'm establishing goals to make okay. it move. But at the same time, you need funds to start a business. If yeah. you're gonna start a business and it's fundless, you're not gonna get any return on your money, right? Okay. So get a job, get a work job. full time, okay. <laughs> um, but work also on your project on the yes. side, right? Yes. Like you're working at Starbucks part-time yeah. to pay for the road to the IPO yeah. for this fantastic equipment and the people that are here, you know what I mean? Like it's the same thing with a job. And if people think like, oh no, uh, working full-time and working part-time on, on, on this experiment is too much. Yeah. Well, evidently you're not an entrepreneur because entrepreneur uh, jobs are 24 seven. You work yeah. 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. And uh, it can be draining for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't have that creative mind that just keeps pushing and that like, you can w overwork yourself if you're not the type of person that's wanting to jump in that thing and you don't believe in your project enough. So I would make sure that you understand who you are as a person okay. before you jump into a project like that. So you're in, in your 20s, huh? I am 25. Yeah. 25. Mm. Wow, amazing. So cool.
Let's talk about uh, about your podcast. Mm. Then we talk about the corporate world. Now we're gonna talk about the fun part. Yes? All right. The podcast. Love it. So, Frankie, why podcasting? All right. So, I looked at all the media's. You know, I looked at video. I looked at radio. I looked at TV, and and, and like. I saw a recurrent pattern. I saw that there was a diminishing of the concentration and the ability to concentrate. Yes. So, you know, we look on social media, we look at Instagram, we look at Twitter, we look at Snapchat, we look at YouTube. Yes. It's all shrinking. Uh, videos that used to be 40 minutes long are now five minutes long. Videos that used to be five minutes long are now, you know, two minutes long. Yeah. We see the Vine thing that was capitalizing on, on really uh, shortening the time span. And that's our ability to concentrate that's really being diminished. Okay. And I really dislike that because okay. I think that if you're going to interpret difficult ideas yeah. you need to have the ability to concentrate for extended periods of time right okay. so that's why I started making podcasting because it was an easy way to do it all all I needed was my mic yeah. and my voice and somebody to want to have a conversation with me and it's a very personable way of yes. doing it you know I'm talking to you and you're talking to me yeah. and we're just us two having a conversation right and also it can be extended through the fact that we exchange knowledge and we dive deep into a subject, we're really getting into the nitty gritty of what it is we want to talk about. In this case, it being my biography and um, the podcast, yes. you know what I mean? So it's no strings attached. It's really something that's easy to set up. Yeah. And it's something that you can share with others quite quickly, right? I got on Spotify, I got on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, you name it. Yeah. I'm on all those platforms and I got on all of them in six months. You know what I mean? So like, it's very easy to progress, but you need to have something to talk about and you need to be consistent in your progression. So that's why I went to podcast. Okay, look, you have the voice too and it looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but I for sure you that. have the, the voice for that and also mm -hmm. you have all this when you talk you express yourself well so it's a huge advantage yes. when you do podcasting mm -hmm. and also look I we know each other like it's three months but you have this this energy you give to mm -hmm. people that's yeah. why it's fascinating absolutely you know? absolutely yeah. man uh, I, I think that you're fantastic as a host and um, I think that it's really important to say this is that um, if you want to grow as an individual, yeah. uh, it's not about where you start and who you are. It's about your rate of progression. You know what I mean? So like this man progresses so much from year to year. You know, he establishes goals. He kills his goals yeah. and he keeps moving on. He doesn't look back. He doesn't hesitate. And that's what makes you an impressive individual. And that's my ability to to grow from year to year has always been substantial and it's getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. You know what I mean? Like when, as soon as I started to lose weight, I was 215 pounds at, at okay. 16 years old, right? Oh, okay. So I was obese, getting on, you know, morbidly obese at a young age. Okay. And my doctor told me that I was obese and that I had to lose weight. I didn't take it well initially, but I saw all these things. I saw like, you know, me spending all this time in virtual gaming, playing video games, wasting my time. Okay. Why not play the biggest game that we have, which is life, you life, know? Yeah. Exactly. Life is a game, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to look back at my life and be like, wow, I wasted so much time playing Xbox, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's about it's about the people that you meet, it's okay. about the relationships yeah. that you build and where you build your company and where you're going as an individual. So it's about your rate of progression. I don't care who you were 
last year, yeah. five years ago. That doesn't matter. Um, I want to know where you are now. I want to know who you are now. And I want to know how you're progressing. If you're not moving and if you're not moving quick, mm -hmm. I can't hang out with you because I need people that progress quickly. Yeah. I need people that are driven. I need people that are passionate. Where do you get all of this energy? Because I don't know if you come from your family, your environment, because you have this deep sense of, of wanting to succeed Absolutely. and all this, the way you phrase your walls and everything. Where do you get that? Right. So um, first out, my mother is a fantastic human okay. being. She's um, an urban planner architect. Okay. Um, she was working full time doing her, her two masters and her bachelors. Yeah. Um, she did her master's at McGill, her master's at UCAM, and she studied at UCAM doing her bachelor's as well. And uh, she's a fantastic human being. She went into um, you know, an industry that was very male dominated okay. and she totally killed it. She was there every single day discussing with you know, guys worth millions of dollars with, that were owners of thousands of apartment units. And she was like, she went through very difficult things, yeah. but she's a fantastic human being. And that's where I get my drive from. Okay. That's where I get my power from as an individual. Yeah. But um, I also think that I, I need to um, realize that it's everybody around me that shaped the way I am right yeah, now, you know? Right, yeah. And you know, you don't, if you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're headed. So yes. um, I don't know where I got this energy. I don't know where I got this passion. Okay. But what I do know is that the two driving forces behind me are my passion and my power. Yeah. It's my power when I speak and my ability to cut through the bullshit, yes. peel back that onion layer. I want to see who you are at the base. I want to see who you are at the core. Yeah. And that's why I can speak to multimillionaires and people with 300K followers and pierce and, 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 and make them understand that, you know, like it doesn't matter where I am now. Yeah. I could have two followers. Followers and, and, and people would still communicate with me because they realize they realize they're talking to my heart. They're not talking to like several layers of who yeah. I am. You know, like I took back, I peeled back those layers and I threw them away. Okay. And it was hard because, you know, you have all these relationships yes. with people around you, your friends that you've been with your entire life, even family, yes. you know, and the people I was having a conversation with uh, Roman, which started the revolution, uh, which is another company we're doing a podcast tomorrow. He yes. told me um, that the first people that brought him down were his family and yeah. his close friends, right? Yeah. Because they don't believe in him and they believe in him, but people believe in you up until they view you as a threat, right? Yes. <laughs> until they view you as yeah. a common enemy and they don't want you to be better than them. Right. Yeah. But there are two types of people. Okay. There are t zero sum gain people. Mm -hmm. Zero sum gain people meaning whatever you can do for them is great, okay. but whatever they can do for you is not great. Oh, yeah. So um, that's a limited mentality. Yeah. And like I said, life is a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You want to have that abundance. You want to have that abundance mentality where if you help people, people are going to help you. Sure, yeah. Right. Exactly. So that would be my great answer. Right. I believe your mom had. Had a huge impact. Oh, absolutely humongous. Absolutely humongous. She was a single mother. She she raised me and my sister. Um, being a single mother uh, in the city of Montreal, uh, we we were. I was raised in a private high school. I was a troublemaker, you know, oh, yeah. as a youngling. And uh, yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely a big, big troublemaker okay. man. And uh, I was a disruptor, and it's always been that way. You know what I mean? And I always knew that I wanted to get into entrepreneurship. Yeah. That I wanted to start my own projects. And Starting the podcast, I was like, you know, I need to build up the community around yes. me. So that's why I started meeting people like you and I started having conversations because there's no better way mm -hmm. 
to start a business than getting started. For sure. So let's talk about the podcast. But before we talk about the podcast, the podcast, there's one guy that has a huge inspiration on you. His mm. name is Sam Harris. Yeah, Why? Sam. Okay, so there's a couple. Of, you did your research. I love that, Sam. If you're watching this, I love you, dude. I think you're amazing, and I think that what you're talking about is amazing. Um, I love Sam for a variety of reasons. I love Sam because he is uh, a podcaster that's not scared of touching content that's scary and touching ideas that scare people. Right. So, um, speaking of different kinds of subjects really he drills into the fact that he's not dependent uh, on politically correct things yeah, yeah. and I think that's very courageous because um, we, we live in a time where we've never been more interconnected right yeah. like there are millions of people on social media left and right but there's this whole squad of people that are really trying to police every single thing you do right and at the same time there's no movement uh, in ideas yeah. I, because ideas are being criticized and at the same time there's sort of like this blockage of everything is relative you know what I mean yes. like there's relativity in culture there's relativity in ideas but in my humble opinion, many ideas are better than others and many opinions are better than others. And that used to be an uncontroversial claim, but now it's a very controversial claim. And that's a bad sign because our ability to talk in society is our ability to grow within that society. And since we have a mix of a bunch of people from different societies and different cultural backgrounds, we have to have an understanding of what it is to live in society. And Sam talks a lot about that. And um, he's a big proponent of the philosophy of mind. And the philosophy of mind is essentially the claim that your psyche is responsible for all the movement within your life. Okay. So um, by starting the podcast, I can see where I was a year ago. Yeah. I can see where I was right, yeah. two years yeah. ago. And I can see the rate at which I'm growing by having these conversations. Because essentially, having conversations and discussing about ideas is at the highest level a human can operate, yeah. you know what I mean? Because if you and I and Joe and whoever um, believes in the same idea we believe in, we pool all our resources and all our cognitive ability to think into this cloud of information and we aggregate all that data to make that idea better, you know what I mean? Yes. And as ideas go on, I, I throw away the ones that are bad and I keep the ones that are good. Okay. So that what, that's what makes me grow as a human and that's why I love Sam. But I also love Sam because he's a meditator. Okay. He's somebody who is very calm. Yes. And he's also somebody who pierces people when he talks. And he always respects the people that he talks to, yes. even when he talks about difficult ideas. He's never going to insult anybody. Yeah, he's a philosopher. Exactly. For those who don't know him, he's really a philosopher, a podcaster, a neuroscientist. Absolutely. So you can go and, go and listen to Absolutely. his podcast yeah. on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, he's on multiple different platforms, but um, he's a neuropsychologist. Uh, he got his PhD from UCLA. Yeah. He's also a longtime meditator. He has an app. A meditation app that he started as well. He wrote around 10 to 15 books as well. So fantastic author, very clearly written, very clearly spoken. That's why I love him. And I think that he really helped me, um, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. Really. He's your inspiration. He's a big inspiration. Yeah, I see. I, I saw your videos, man. You talk a lot about him. You have a, like a huge a respect huge. for him. Absolutely. And everybody should have those people that, you know, mark you and that are the pillars to where you want to go. Okay. But at the same time, I don't think that idolizing people is good either. Right. Yeah. Because if I put Sam on a pedestal too much, yeah. if he does something bad, I'm going to view it as not so bad. You know what I mean? We see that phenomenon with the election of Donald Trump, for example. Well, look, everyone is human. 
and I mean nobody is perfect so you only have to take the good part and leave the bad side. Absolutely that's right that's you take the things that really help you yeah. and you throw away the things that are bad for you. And you respect the guy. Absolutely. Perfect. No, nobody's perfect and he's putting himself out there and that's saying a lot, you know. Yeah. Hey, all right. So, let's stop talking about other people podcast and talk about your <laughs> podcast, about the TTS podcast through right. through the static. Through the static. Before we talk about that because I I saw on re, uh, social media you're doing a rebranding about your podcast. So, uh, let's talk before about the mission and why the rebranding. Sure. So basically, initially, the goal of the TTS was really to um, have conversations okay. left and right. You know what I mean? But now I really want to make it more about business and people in, people in general. I want to talk to people and really see what their source of inspiration is okay. and what their passion is. I want to see what drives them and what makes them the people that they are. You know what I mean? Um, I'm getting guests left and right who are fantastic. Um, but at the same time, I want to have this business acumen within it. I really want to have a business edge with it. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to head towards startups a little bit more. I'm yeah. going to be looking at different startups and it's going to be basing, um, looking at the biggest fear and looking at decision making. So we're going to be looking at the different phases of the business cycle. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be looking at the deepest fear people have because the, the deepest fear people have um, is often preceded by a big decision, yes. you know, um, or the fear precedes the decision. Yes, so yes. Um, they're scared of making a big decision and uh, they either make a bad choice or they make a good choice. Okay. They make a bad choice if they don't have the tools, the brainstorming processes and the pillars that are there to support yeah, them information, yeah. or they make a good decision if they have those things. So yes. my goal right now is to create a website that's going to have to do with a branch of the TTS while keeping on doing the things that I'm doing with the TTS, getting to, to startups and really making it business oriented. So we're going to aggregate information about decision making and make a comprehensive outlook on what are the different phases of the business cycle okay. and how do you aggregate information and make the right decisions at the right time. Cool. Well, I thought you, you would say that you're going to compete with me, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And like, we're both podcasters, yes, man. Both podcasters. And we're both podcasters and we're here to help each other. Like I said, it's not about that limited mentality. And I got exposed to people with that limited mentality that do podcasting. And there was a change of faith from them too, because they realized, you know what? Like, we're two different individuals. Yes. Your podcast is in French. My podcast is in English. I'm Frank. You're Hugo. Yeah. You got your brand. I got my brand. But a little bit of competition is always. Oh, there. absolutely, absolutely. It's friendly competition. You fire me up, man. Oh, you same here, man. Same here, absolutely. And we spend time together because of that, because we can help each other. Yes. You know, when we went to have um, supper the other day, when yeah, we were yeah. done with Christmas with the homelies, yes. um, you told me that you wanted to uh, to surround yourself with the five people that really key that were really key in your life. Yeah. And I believe that I'm going to be one of those five people. Yes. Um, and I, same here, man. Like I'm, I, I went limited to five people because I think that like you know we we I have all these fantastic people that I'm meeting now that I don't really know like from today I could meet like a, a person in the street that's fantastic and tomorrow I can meet this person with a million followers that's like super yes. close to me like I met Todd and Kent um, you know what I mean that gave me uh, amazing ability to uh, express myself through accelerator and to mentoring and stuff like that yes. so I don't want to limit it quite right now but I do think it's really important to know um, who you are and who you want to be with. Yes, that's true. Hey, 
this man here has started a lot of projects, you know, the CC, CC uh, acceleration, acceleration of the mind, yes. the series weekly, weekly wisdom, the meet the strange challenge, the woman in leadership, so go, so in any, like many more. Yes, so there were a couple things there. I do a weekly series where I work on my authorship skills, okay. I work on my writing skills. I think that being able to express yourself is not only, uh, being a communicator is not only spoken communication, okay. it is written communication, it is uh, nonverbal communication, yes. it is who you are as an individual and how you can express your mind and put it in other people's minds. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's why I write the weekly wisdom and I write what I think about different subjects because I want feedback from people, yeah. I want their opinion and I want to see what resonates with them because I do believe that um, you know, having interviewed people and having gone through the path that I have in my life, um, I can help people with the weekly wisdom, but also acceleration of the mind. Yeah. Um, Kent gave me the opportunity to get into an ex a business accelerator, right? Okay. So this is sort of like a pool of, uh, of, diff of different days that enables you to target your business, look at data and analytics and get ROI from that business, right? Okay. So that's where I got the idea for, for the startups. That's how I'm gonna aggregate the information and that's what's gonna guide my business plan and my business decisions in the future because I got that helping hand from Accelerator mm -hmm. and I'm logging everything. I have about a 30 page journal right now that I'm writing and yeah. I do a weekly series where I recap every week, okay. right? And the different series um, through the TTS are really my ability to have different conversations okay. with different people and the women in leadership is a great example. You know, like there's this whole argument that we live under a patriarchy, which is true, but um, how do we as men try to understand what women are struggling through? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do we understand other people's perspective and how do we build empathy, but also how do we separate what they're being exposed to versus what their weaknesses may be okay. and how do we adopt long-term consequences and how do we have the proper mindset to flow in the future into a better society okay but i'm pretty sure the people that are watching and listening to the, pod the podcast here they want to know why so many projects do you feel like there's too many mm. how do you handle all of that right 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 and um overload is definitely can be a bad thing and uh, <laughs> definitely can be a bad thing and, and I was exposed to that you know uh, two days ago when I really wasn't sure I was like I was in my bed and I was like wow man like all these things going on like I'm not sure what I'm gonna be able to do but as Gary Vee said um, if if you're gonna do something just do it and like if you're if you have nothing to do start a podcast and start new projects and I, I did a talk with Zena um, Garzuzzi and she told me um, people are going to give you your lane in business you know but if you don't try anything people are not going to tell you if it works or not yeah. so I'm 25 man. I'm not 55 years old I don't have an accomplished career okay. I don't have a career at all uh -huh. but I have an ability to speak and I have a mouth and I have a brain and I have two eyes and two ears this energy that overflows. that's it and I want to share it you know what I mean and I think that um, if, if people find annoying, if, if people find it annoying, they don't have to listen to it. Yeah. But I'm going to keep posting and I'm okay. going to keep growing as an individual up to the point where people, where, where something resonates and people get to know me and um, something works out. You know what I mean? Um, I get all these projects because I get all these opportunities. Yes. I started Acceleration of the Mind because I, I got invited to Accelerator. Yes. Um, I started the Weekly Wisdom because I wanted to share my ability to write to people and I got invited to do an article 
article for LinkedIn. I got invited to do an article for the John Molson Business Review. And that never would have happened if people didn't see that I express myself regularly, yes, yes, right? Yes. So um, it's all about what you put out there and what you can be uh, liable to. Okay. So if people see, if I want to be an author and I haven't written a damn word in my life, people are not going to listen yes. to me. People are going to say like, okay, you want to be an author? What have you done? What do you do? Where do you go? How do you do it? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I've never done it. Where like, well, how are you going to prove to the world that you're going to do? Who's going to say before you probably go and talk to me, do something. Right? Exactly. They want they want action instead of just talking. Too many people just talk. Yes. Too many people um, don't act. And your word is your bond to the world. And yeah. my word is not perfect, but I do my damn best from day to day to hustle and make sure that I'm putting the drive behind my word and going the best direction possible in the best way possible. And you know, I'm, I'm liable as well to, um, if I decide to, start, to stop a series from yeah. day one to day two, I'm totally fine with that look. I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not these super uh, hyped people. I'm just a guy trying to have conversations, okay. trying to grow. I'm still learning. I don't want to get put into a proverbial corner and be like, Oh, well, you did this and you did that. Sure, but at least I did. Yes. Wow, man. You know, for people that are just listening to this podcast and not watching it, I can see the energy, the energy coming out of your body. I'm talking to you, but like I talk to you like I talk to anybody. And that's what matters is my ability to talk and my ability to disseminate information and connect with people, right? That's what it all comes down to. By the way, people that are listening to this, you need to watch the video. You need to see this beautiful man. Come down to the TTS. We were, we're not going to bite. I, I, I swear you're going to have a good time. We have 20, 27 episodes up. He has like 50. I know. You probably need to finish all his content first. But once you're done, come down. We're going to be publishing every week. from Starting from February, we're going to start publishing again. I already have four months pre-recorded um, podcast. So we have like 20-something episodes already pre-recorded. We're, tr we're going to try to make... Uh, the best content possible. We're going to get on video and we're, all these projects left and right. It just makes me so excited. Yes. Cool. So we are on the, we're almost on the second part of the podcast. Almost done. So I want to, you know, there's a lot of projects that you're doing, but there's one that is name is Weiros. Right. So why do you become a Weiros ambassador? Right. And what is Weiros exactly? Absolutely. You're an ambassador as well. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask you what you think Weiros is, because I think that um, the, de the definition of Weiros depends on the person. Um, Weiros is a collective agreement um, uh, that people have different subjects that they want to hear. Yeah in actuality and that they want the world to hear and we need like sort of an umbrella that can get all these people behind them you know yes. what i mean and us as ambassadors we have the ability to share our platforms and share our voices to enable people um, to express themselves and express what they think is wrong with the world and that can be you know climate change like it can be you know, like political problems, like it can be famine. So yeah. it's very big umbrella. And yeah. there's the petitions. Yes. There's the grievances themselves. Uh, we go in court as well. I think that going into uh, what we rose is specifically. Yeah. Wouldn't pay tribute to it, but I want to hear your definition of what we well, rose. Because for me, I know that we we need to take care of the planet, but I think I do this for myself. Because when Alain Mignot, the founder of Weiros, he offered me, offered me to, do, to be an ambassador, uh, it just 
make me aware that I wasn't doing the stuff to take care of my planet. Now I, I was with my bottle, not plastic anymore. There's right. no plastic, and also like I take, I try to take better, better care of the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, that's huge because and it's mostly for me because this is gonna to help me on the on the future. Because when you start doing something with yourself. Audit will follow you. Absolutely. I think it's about having a forward-thinking mentality as well. You know, um, there was a study done in 2018 that said we have about 12 years before global, not global warming, but climate change really hits a peak point where we can't come back from it. And it's really up to us um, to use our individual voices and platforms to get that forward thinking going. So, you know, what are you doing from day to day? Are you thinking about the planet? Yes. Are you, uh, are you moving towards, uh, you know, helping people? That's, yeah. that's what I wanted to achieve also with dinner with the homies and Christmas with the homies, yes. you know, feeding people in the street, helping society, trying to, um, get better in and of itself has multiple angles. But in the end, we rose is really trying to help people, um, as best as it can by, aggregating as many voices as it can, using the platform and becoming a powerful tool that people can use. And it can be represented around the world as, as a, a symbol of um, ecological justice, but also, you know, um, different causes that it has behind them and that it can aggregate all those little different voices that ambassadors and people that, that want social grievances have and just like slurp all that up and become this like super powerful entity that can that can help people, you know? Yes. I still have a long way to go as an ambassador, man. <laughs> You're doing great, man. Oh, I'm You're trying. doing great. I'm really man. trying. I'm really well, trying. we're still far away from Yan Lajua. Oh my God. Yan, shout out, by the way, probably chilling in Thailand right now. We had a couple talks. Um, great guy, uh -huh. um, great mentor. Coach, yeah. Absolutely. He was your, he was your coach. He coach. still is. He still is my coach. Okay, cool. I thought you got your little plaque, so you were uh, done. Uh, he's long-term coach. Okay, got it, got it. But he's a great guy, currently traveling the world, having fun, but also speaking about, you know, strategy and having fun. Uh, and I think that's really his kernel. And he's also a WeRoz ambassador. Yes. So shout out to WeRoz, shout out to Alain, shout out to all the ambassadors. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for the opportunities that you're giving us. All right. So I want to talk, um, there's two, uh, two questions. I want to talk about um, why having genuine conversation matters. Like why having a conversation matters mm. in today's world? Like, because people don't talk to each other anymore. No. That's what you were saying in the yes. beginning. So what do you think is so important to have like a really conversation? Okay, so I'll point to the first impediment to have a conversation, and that is this little thing right oh. here. Very distracting, this thing. Very, very distracting because it's always on us. It's always there around us, and it stops us from having a conversation. My phone is a great tool. It's a great thing that I can use to connect with people. I can use social media and connect with thousands of people that I could never meet um, before. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we have all these conversations that we used to have as individuals. Yes. And when I, when I used to sit down with somebody, I would sit down with them with no distractions. Okay. I would sit down with them and have a conversation like we're having right now. This is special now, but it wasn't special before yeah. because people were, weren't always on their phones. You know what I mean? Yes. And um, social media is re has really been, been a big problem. Like it's a problem and it's a solution. Yes. yes. Because, um, you know, we have this overflow of information, you know, yeah. there's these 
constant stream of information coming in, coming in, coming in, and like, you know, there's instant gratification left and right. Oh, like, this guy liked your post, this guy shared your post, and that's great. You can, you can share content, yeah. but um, oftentimes, the number of shares is more important than the quality yes. of the share. So when people share an article, they don't read the entire article. When people share an idea, they don't understand the idea fully. And uh, especially when, because of, um, you know, uh, recurring algorithms, yes. if I believe, let's suppose, let's put it on a political spectrum. I'm not making this political, but suppose that I'm a, con that I'm a conservative yes. in the U.S., um, and I like conservative posts a lot. Okay. The way social media works is that the feedback mechanism is going to give me more, is yes. going to pair me content. with yeah. conservatives, is yes. going to pair me with people that are like-minded. Yes. And that's a problem. It's a problem because the people that are liberal and the people that have, uh, that are at the center um, and that diverge on issues um, are, are kind of all okay. thrown aside, yeah. right? And, and that means that the conversations that we used to have are not no longer there and there's no longer a free flow of opinion yeah. it's it's now it's like there's this opinion or there's this opinion and there's nothing in between right okay. and so that's uh, a 21st century sickness this overload of information turns out to be the lack of our ability to speak of that information yes. because there's too much first of because there's too much of it okay. second because of the ideological echo chambers okay. and that's why I wanted to have conversations that's why I wanted to sit down um, and talk about identity politics and talk about women in leadership yes. and talk about artificial intelligence and not put myself into a corner and try to monetize the business but um, talk about stuff that matters okay. and grow within that well you know what i think i believe people still communicate on social media they still have a conversation with other people maybe at school they don't have friends but on social media and all these online games they're still connecting with other people so mm. we only live in in a new world so we pe people will always continue to communicate in a different you know different ways absolutely okay um i was having a conversation with terry brock which is a public speaker yeah. Uh, hundreds of thousands of followers he had uh, he was nice enough to sit down with me and talk with me and he said you know Frank there are many ways to um, communicate with people but the problem with social media and you know communicating through media in general yeah. is that um, if I if I look at you and I'm having a conversation right now and I tell you like oh Hugo that's a really nice shirt you know and I don't look at you and I that means that can be said in multiple different settings, but if I write it on social media and I say, oh, that's a really nice shirt, uh, my intent is much different, the way it can be, it can be analyzed is much different, okay. and the goal is much different, because 97% of communication is body language. Okay. Therefore, there needs to be another human with you, and, and instead now we have all these filters. This is like, we go through the Instagram filter, then there's the filter of what we write, then there's the emojis, then there, there's like all these filters that we operate through when we write on social media. Okay. And that's lost. Um, that's all put aside when we talk person to person. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean, okay, that's what mean. is that you don't go through those filters anymore. Those are put aside. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it scares people because um, you're used to oper you're used to operating through all these filters, but if I'm in front of you, you can't run away from me. Yeah. You can't run away from the conversation we're having because we're sitting down yeah. and we're talking heart to heart, and I'm looking at you in the eyes and I'm communicating with you right now. Okay. That's what matters, and 
that's why I, I sit down with people and I have podcasts with them. Yeah. That's the reason why. Hey, let's also look at the audience, huh? Don't forget hey the audience. So before the last question of the podcast, I want to let people know where they can contact you, which mm -hmm. platforms are you on. Absolutely. So uh, the TTS itself, um, in terms of podcasting mediums, is on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast. We're starting to get on YouTube, but the main platform we use is SoundCloud for now. I know, not the best platform, but it's the platform we started on. And the RSS feed was migrated um, at SoundCloud. So when I post on SoundCloud, it automatically posts on all the other platforms. Yeah. So, um, and yourself? And myself, yeah. I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on uh, YouTube now. And yeah, that would be a LinkedIn also. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a big yes. one. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Yeah. For all business inquiries, LinkedIn would be like the number one thing. Um, if you have an event to, you want me to speak at, if you want me to talk about vision, um, strategy, purpose, all those things, I want to get into public speaking. I want to get to talk about why I think that podcasting is such a fantastic medium and that we can share yes. through this medium. So um, yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn um, would be the two main ones. Then Instagram, I'm getting more active on because partly of you. And uh, Victoria, she told me, you know, she's doing my social media now. And she told me, you know, like, you really got to get on Instagram. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, uh, but I don't want to. It's not like I don't really like it because of all the filters. But at the same time, it's easy to, to segment a market and to really get um, to really get into that niche that you want to get to. So I'm on there now, and we're on all those platforms. And hopefully, you'll come and follow us. So they only can go and Franck Olivier Bercy. Franck Olivier Bers would be my personal, but through the static um, Instagram, through underscore the underscore static on Instagram. On uh, LinkedIn, it's just Franck Olivier. So F R A N K dash Olivier O L I V I E R um, space B O R C S. So B E R C E, and um, just through the static on um, on Facebook and on SoundCloud. So it's super easy, and uh, you'll probably link yeah. my social media pages. Put all the links on the description. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So this man here has a big, big heart. He's very kind because. He created this uh, huge movement. I believe it's going to become huge. Huge movement. <laughs> so Christmas with the homeless. Right. Why? Okay. So uh, Christmas with the homeless. What, what, is, what is it first? Right. Yeah. So that would be a good question to answer first yeah. for our viewers. Yeah. Um, Christmas with the homeless was an initiative that I started where um, the goal was to feed 80 people during Christmas time. Yeah. And uh, I started a GoFundMe. And uh, a GoFundMe is a public uh, funding platform where people can donate to a cause. And uh, I, uh, initially, I had a podcast was called Dinner with the Homeless. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to the interview with Joe. Did you hey, like it? My guy, he's uh, really, he's fantastic. He was very well spoken. Yes. He has a child. It's very interesting. That, and you know, it puts a face on homelessness. But yes. initially, Dinner with the Homeless was um, my attempt at having a conversation with uh, a homeless person and yeah. interviewing them about like their life because I, every time uh, in exam period I would go I would go down take the metro and I would talk to Joe a little bit you yeah. know like he was there with his sign just like super peaceful super happy and I would give him a little bit I would give him like you know an apple or a clementine or something that I, I would bring back every day and um, eventually I was like I gave him something and, and I was going I was going to the metro and then I, it clicked I was like oh we should do this like I can't I can't not record this. So I was like, okay, let's do this. I want to interview you. I'll pay you like a 
a lunch we'll go have an interview after yeah. so we ended up doing that and we sat down we talked about the who the why the when the how yeah. uh, of who he is and how he got into his position but then it made me think it made me think like if i'm going to use that on my platform as a way to um elevate the yes. platforms i also need to give back to the community yes. of homeless people yes, around yes. concordia and around montreal right mm -hmm. so i started the gofundme and christmas with the homies we got 450 dollars and wow. we cooked meals okay. for 80 people wow. right uh hand wrote letters yes. went to give it to them like we gave them pairs of gloves you were there we yeah, did thank you for inviting me oh absolutely and everybody can come yes. and we're going to probably do it again next year uh hopefully aim to for like you know a thousand dollars two thousand dollars make it bigger um make it more efficient but yeah basically we did Birucam, we did uh, bonaventure saint catherine um Concordia, we did all these like metro stations where they would sleep at Lyft, left them the meal, took pictures of it, and um, we're gonna make a montage uh, with a song coming um, in a couple weeks. Yes. So uh, that's the aim, and that's what we're gonna be doing every year, hopefully. Um, I think it's a great initiative. Yes, um, and, 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 you know, I saw Zion doing it too. He fed 150 yes. people in the street, and I was like, you know what? Like, I can do that too. I can help people too. Like I want to help people too yes. and I can. So I did. And it's all about getting started and it worked. It really worked well. Yeah. Um, the turnout was fantastic. The people that did it were fantastic. Shout out to all my friends. Shout out to all the people that participated in this experiment. It was great to have people cook with me, yes. uh, participate with me and help in making my vision successful. I love this project, but I just, what it, you know what takes me is that you guys are doing this only on Christmas. People want to eat every day Absolutely. of the year. Do you think you can do like one, maybe two, three events like that? Mm. Or is, is it too much? Or, or maybe just because it's Christmas, it, it, it takes more, mm. more attention? Absolutely. I think it was in the Christmas spirit to do yeah. that. And to give back is really in the Christmas spirit. But... Yeah. Um, Give back, give back is always, you know? Oh, every it's day. Uh, every day. And those people are struggling every day. Yes. But me as an individual, you know, I'm still a student full time. Yes. I'm doing my job. I would love to participate full time and do this experiment regularly. Yes. But the truth is, is that I don't have the time. Yes. I had the time during Christmas mm -hmm. because I have time off. Yes. But I still needed to schedule two days and do nothing during those two days. You know, we ended up cooking like six hours and we were like 10 plus people. So like imagine me doing that on my own, that would take me like weeks, right? <laughs> so it's not that I don't want to, okay. it's just that in terms of time management, I have a hard time okay. uh, for seeing that I can make like every week, like, okay, and now I'm gonna spend two days doing that. You know, like I already have so much going on yeah. that it's difficult for me to think of other times I could do it. Okay. And what about the people that didn't want the food? Right. What do you think about that? That's fine, fine by me. Uh, I'm so used to being told no. Um, I've been rejected like a jillion times. Like it's not about when you get rejected because you learn when you get rejected. Yeah. And um, I can't judge those people because I don't think that they, they should be judged because they're already at the bottom of the barrel. Like, you know, you're not gonna judge somebody that's in the street. You know, you have a roof over your head. You have some food in your, in your fridge. You have a bed to sleep on. You have people that love you. Those people oftentimes don't. And that's surrounded by a lot of stigma. It's surrounded by a lot of substance abuse. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm not there to judge them. I'm there to help them. You guys need to listen to a job. It's your podcast. Joe's podcast. So. Yes. Well, it's your podcast, but I mean, the interview. <laughs> the interview yes. um, Dinner with the Homies episode one. Yeah. Um, Joe's episode was fantastic. I'm planning on doing a second episode um, in a couple months. Yeah. Right now, we're backlogged with all these fantastic yeah. episodes, but it's going to be a great, it was a, it was a great experiment. 
I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. And uh, I definitely think that, uh, you know, it gave me a lot of poise and, and pushback. And I was like, okay, getting some pushback is not bad because you're obviously going to get pushback for any project yes. you start, right? Mm -hmm. But it's about how you act in the face of, uh, of defeat, you know? Are you just going to put your hands down? and be like, oh, I can't do this because people think I can't do this. Like, ah, screw people. I don't, I'd like, I love people, but like, the people are only going to support you when you're successful. Yes. Right. Um, when you're getting to that point, you're just another person. Yes, that's true. So that's why you shouldn't really care what people think about yeah. you because that's not what matters. Because at the end of the day, as Ian said, um, well, they care, but they don't care like that much. That much. That's it. Like as Ian said, you could be uh, inspiring somebody um, that passed right next to you, but they're too scared of telling you mm -hmm. because they're scared that they're not enough and they're not yeah, doing they're enough. Yeah, not that. Because ultimately, you're a mirror to other people. Yeah, true. Every person projects their insecurities on you. Yeah. And that's something I got very aware of doing this experiment. And I'm so much more compassionate with people now and so much more understanding with people that um, it's fantastic. You know, like I've grown so much in the past year. And in a big part, that's because of it. It's because of the people that um, didn't want me to succeed um, because I wanted even more now. And I'm, they're going to be the first people I thank. Mm -hmm. because they're the people that give me the pushback and give me that fight-or-flight reaction to go above and rise above who yes. I was before. Wow. You guys need to follow this man, Frank Oliver. Through the static, going up and never coming back down, man. Thank you very much for this amazing interview, Frankie. And I also want to thank Nic Nicola. He's been standing there. All time. Absolutely. He's just like <laughs> listening and being awesome. Cameraman. Thank you very much. Awesome. It was an absolute pleasure, man. Thank, thank you, everybody. And thank you for using this fantastic platform uh, to promote the TTS. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning into this fantastic show with this fantastic host. Keep this man on your radar. He's going to grow and he's going to keep on impressing. Thank you very much. Awesome. This concludes the episode. Take care, guys. Whoa. <laughs>